Hello, everyone. Welcome to In the Spirit of Horse, Season 4. I'm Mosey Truitt, and I am so excited to be back and so excited to be bringing you our first episode of Season 4. Yeah, I'm... I'm really stoked, and I have a really awesome episode for you guys this week, because this is we're going back to a weekly thing now. <laughs> uh, this week, I talked to Jess Roberts of Harmonized Horsemanship. Uh, she's a horse trainer in Colorado, and I mean, we really get into it in the episode, and you'll get a real good sense of who she is. She's just wonderful and lovely, and I'm so, so excited to have done our first episode together and kick off the new season with a with a good bang. So thank you guys all for being here. I can't wait to jump on in. Let's get started. Again. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited too. <laughs> oh, we finally made it work. <laughs> I know it, it's great. I'm I'm so happy about it. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, how have you been? Oh my gosh, so busy. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure you're like so busy, but so good. <laughs> it seems like you're doing like amazing things and like really like taking off. Yeah, yeah, it's uh. I'm very lucky. It has taken off, um, and it's it's been able to take off whilst me doing things exactly how I want to do them, which I didn't think was possible. <laughs> that is so awesome. That is like something I so, definitely want to talk to you about today on the yes, podcast. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so we are recording already, um, which I know is kind of like a jump in. Uh, but do you want to yeah. like say a little bit about who you are? Also, I talked to Nina and did a podcast episode with her like last week, and we decided to start by saying how we're feeling right now. <laughs> so Ooh. do you want to say a little bit about that too? <laughs> yes. Um, do you want me to start with the feeling and then go into me? <laughs> yeah, sure. Whichever, whatever okay, feels I'm, right. <laughs> um, I'm feeling super excited. <laughs> um to be talking to you and to have the opportunity to, you know, share what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. Um, and I just, I just feel full and, and beaming and happy. Oh, that makes, yay. That makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, yeah. Now you have to tell me how you're feeling, right? <laughs> yes, I will. T- I have to say, I, um, I am feeling really good now that we're on the call. I like, I, oh my God, I've been doing this thing with my boyfriend recently where, I I don't know, ever since New Year's, which was like, we stayed up two nights in a row, like completely like to the dawn, which is not that normal (laughs) for me. Like we just spend these random nights, like it'll be like a, a Wednesday night and we'll just stay up till like five in the morning. And like, and we and I don't know exactly why we're doing it. We're both like perplexed about like like we'll go to bed a normal time like another day, and then like one day we'll just like stay up till five in the morning, which is so odd <laughs> for me. But like I don't know, it, it's I wouldn't trade it for anything because we've had some really fun nights. But 
last night we just stayed up like I don't know I just got like three wins like not just a second win but a third one and I was just so hyper um so I woke up super like groggy this morning from that but then getting ready to talk to you like I don't know I just started to feel like so inspired and like so excited to talk to you and now I'm I I don't even feel tired anymore and I'm really happy I feel like this is the best way to start the day heck yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, so I'm, I'm, yeah, really happy because the, yeah, this morning, like, I don't know. It's like when you wake up in the middle of that, um, like, I don't know, like in the worst part of this sleep cycle and you like, oh, yeah. your head's heavy and you don't, <laughs> but that's like all gone. And I'm very grateful for that. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to say a little bit about like, it's kind of like a hard question to be like who you are or what you do, but do you want to like share a little bit about? Heck yeah. Cool. Heck yeah, I do. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> um, so my name's Jess Roberts. I am the founder of Harmonized Horsemanship and I'm based out of Franktown, Colorado, which is about 45 minutes southeast of Denver. Um, and I am a horse trainer and an equine behaviorist and above all else, I always honor the horse. So I don't ever promise results. I don't set timelines. I don't adhere to, you know, the traditional ideas of what a horse should be and how we should be around them. Um, I just, between, you know, energetic communication and intuition and things like that, I just really ask the horse where they are. I meet the horse where they're at. And then Really, I just, my only goal is to help the horse feel good. Um, And, you know, then we just create and and do things as we go together. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) I, you are the, a a person that like, I don't know, for many years people would like ask me, like they wouldn't be in California and they would want to do like similar training to like what I was doing on Instagram and they'd ask me like, you know, are there people in their area or like people around? And I, and I really just didn't know like other people that I admired. I mean, you know, I, I admired a lot of people's training, but like not what they were looking for and like everything you just explained. And now like, I'm so happy because you're like, you were like, I think the first person on my list I actually put down is like, when people need someone, like I'm going to recommend you. And so I have recommended you <laughs> because I think, yeah. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Is it too early to cry? <laughs> no, it's perfect time to cry. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, wow. That's thank you. Yeah, I I really like I don't know. I just I see what you're doing online and I'm I'm so excited to actually talk to you about it, but like I'm just yes. in I I'm just like so smitten with it and like <laughs> so happy there are people like you out there and specifically you oh, out there. <laughs> wow. Well, just made my day. <laughs> so I've kind of been thinking for this season, like it just kind of like broad, um, like overtones, you know, I want for it. And the big overtone I want or that I've been like thinking about is courage and compassion, which mm-hmm. is kind of like mm-hmm. every other season, honestly. Like I think those have been my words all along. Um, but I just like think about like you and how someone can um move from a place because because you did traditional horsemanship oh yeah earlier on right yeah oh yes and how much courage that takes to also just like 
you know let it go yeah question and not saying that like you go from one method to another method but like just to even be open to questioning like the things and and come up with your own way and I would love to talk to you about that and how that was for you yeah I can I can jump right into that one awesome yeah like if you want to start with like the story I don't know like whatever your feet fall to yeah no that'd be good so so I grew up you know, very traditionally around horses, you know, I was told you have to be, you know, this way or else dot, 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 you know, they'll hurt you. They won't respect you. They'll run you over, you know, this whole list of things that, that we're always told as, you know, young horse people, um, or even adults getting into horses for the first time, we have this belief that if you aren't, you know, the dominant one and you don't like constantly dominate your horse that you're going to be hurt or that they won't do anything, you know? And so I did that because that's what I was told to do. And that's what I thought, you know, was the way because I was surrounded by a bunch of people doing that same thing. And so when I was 12, I got my first horse for Christmas. Um, so Same. I was 12 and <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was 12 and he was a, oh yeah, our stories are similar. I remember this. <laughs> and he was a four-year-old, very, very, very green thoroughbred. It's a perfect um, combination. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I find you too. So myself. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and I was riding English. I was in like a competitive hunter jumper barn. And so when I was younger around kids or when I was younger and a kid around horses before that, it was just more like backyard, you know, we had horses, but I didn't really do a ton with them because, you know, we ended up moving to the city. And so, so, so I had always thought like, Oh, I'm going to be a cowgirl, you know? And then I walked into this barn to take lessons and saw this person jumping and I was like, Oh my God, I want to do that. (laughs) Um, Which is how I ended up with a four year old thoroughbred. And he was very loud. Thank goodness for that. Like I, to this day, I'm so thankful that he was so loud and so insistent that I treat him a very certain way. Um, And so for years (laughs) until the day he died, he rebuttaled against everything I did unless it was kind you know, and unless mm. it was quiet. And so for years, I would be like, Oh, he's wild. Oh, he can't be tame. <laughs> you know, like he bucked me off over a 100 times in six months. I mean, he just wow. refused. Yeah. And he would rear up and he would strike at me and he would stomp on my feet, you know, and at the time, I kept being told, Oh, you have to make him respect you, you know, and so I did all the natural horsemanship stuff. I punished him by chasing him in circles you know I backed him up I did all these things and he would because he was a gelding you know he'd eventually give in and he'd do something but the next day you know it would be like a fight all over again and so it wasn't until hmm, he was like 14 or 15 and I just started getting quiet you know I was searching for a new way to do things because I knew the way that I had been doing them, even though, you know, the greater horse population was saying that's the way, like something never felt right. Mm -hmm. And so I went searching. (laughs) Um, And funny enough, I ended up 
at a beautiful farm in Thousand Oaks, California, uh, <laughs> um, with someone named Mosey Truitt. Don't know if you've ever heard of her, but I saw her doing these things on Instagram and they looked so mystical and so kind. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do that. So luckily thank everything that's good. I ended up, you know, at your doorstep, (laughs) um, for that first clinic. I don't even know when that was 2015, 2016. Um, and suddenly it was like, Oh my gosh, there's another way. (laughs) Um, and so I came home from that and, I started approaching my horses differently because I was like, okay, if she can do stuff like this and, and she hasn't died yet, you know, (laughs) what everyone's telling me must not be true. And immediately Eli, that's my, my first horse. He like just softened, like everything about him just softened. It's like we were both instantly grounded and all of a sudden, because I wasn't trying to like overpower him and overthrow him, he wasn't trying to overpower me and overthrow me, you know? And yeah. so I had an established client at that time as a horse trainer. And it was hard to come back from, you know, a mystical three days in California and look at all these horses that I had been doing things the wrong way, you know, and people had been paying me <laughs> to do things. And all of a sudden I come back and I'm like, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> We're not doing it that way anymore. And so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to talk about courage. That was one of the, I mean, probably hardest, most humbling experiences of my life, but also it changed everything. You know, I lost some clients and I was okay with that. And the rest, they were just like, okay, you know, we can do, <laughs> we can do things this way. And everything kind of clicked, you know? And so, gosh, I can keep ranting. Unless this is, no, it's great. It's not ranting at all. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I really, I tried like the purely positive reinforcement way. You know, I moved my two, I had two horses at the time. I moved to a forest in the middle of Sedalia, Colorado, um, at the dead end of a dirt road on 35 acres. And I let both of my horses out in the pasture and for seven months, um, I did nothing unless they wanted to. So I was just like really embracing the clicker training, you know, like, Oh, I can do this. It'll be great. And surprisingly enough, my gelding loved it. Like he was very, you know, engaged and, we were doing fun things and I taught him how to Spanish walk by kicking a jolly ball. Like there were so many fun things that we were doing and my mare was doing everything, but it didn't feel right. So I'm like, dang it. Like it works with this horse, but it's not feeling right with this horse. And so I spent, I call this my crying in the woods phase. Um, (laughs) I spent a lot of the, those like, six or seven months just sitting in the middle of the pasture crying because I didn't understand why they didn't want to be with me, you know? And, (laughs) and we were at this like strange impasse where I was honoring them, but then also like so sad that they didn't, you know, there was just, it was, it was interesting. (laughs) Um, 
And so I kept searching, you know, yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe there's something else. And so I went in, I think it was either later that it must've been the next year. So I went to Kentucky to work with a, a world famous Liberty trainer there. And I flew immediately from Kentucky back to your place for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That clinic that you did with, with Emily Frost. So it was cool because I knew what the Liberty trainer in Kentucky was doing immediately. It was not what I wanted to do. Um, and then I got to juxtapose it right away with like the heavenly abundance that you have <laughs> at your place. And that's when stuff like really started to click for me. And I decided that what was going to be best for me and my horses was finding a way to like merge all of these worlds that yeah. I had, I had found. And so I came back from that two weeks of, of traveling and decided, okay, I'm not going to worry about doing things like exactly the way that other people do things. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, yes, it works for, you know, that person and that horse and this might work for that person and that horse, but if it doesn't feel good to me, like it's never going to feel good to the horse. Yeah. And that's what I figured out was happening in my crying in the woods phase <laughs> <laughs> is that, it didn't feel right to me. And so of course they couldn't, you know, be with me because my head and my heart were at like war with each other, trying to figure out what to do. And so I just looked like a storm cloud of emotion to them. And they were like, whoa, 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 we love you, <laughs> but stay over there. <laughs> um, and so I just decided to, you know, find my own path and my own road and just, you know, taking what I've learned from natural horsemanship and from positive reinforcement and from, you know, strict liberty trade, like all of this stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start going. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there was something so freeing and so peaceful about not trying to be like anybody else or trying to be, you know, doing what somebody thinks I should be doing. I just came into every session with either my horse or client horses. And I was like, Hey, here we are. Like, what should we do today? And I just started spending a lot of time developing like my intuition and, and energetic communication so that I never had to wonder, is this the right thing? Because I can feel, yes, it's the right thing. No, it's not the right thing. And then adjust from there. And that's what I'm doing. That was a very yeah. long answer. <laughs> no, that was that's exactly what I like wanted to get into. That that's great. And I like I don't know, it makes me so happy <clears throat> to hear kind of about your uh crying in the woods phase because I don't know, even like since the time that you came to my first clinic to now like a lot of things have changed for me and I think I've actually let go of a lot of this like idea of perfection of like this one way, yeah. you know, and I really like love that you went through that too of like, I can totally understand why you come back from one clinic and you're like, okay, this is the way we got to do it, you know, and like, yeah. uh, I don't know, just the thought of you coming to yourself and your intuition and like, I don't know, the relief I feel in my own heart probably because like I've felt that too of like letting go of the idea of like I have to be this one way because now like 
you know, maybe like you said, we're questioning the old ways yeah. um, and we're getting into like this new way. But this idea that like there's this there's this one way to do the new way and there's this one way to be right with horses. And I don't know, like I definitely felt that way for a long time, too. This idea of like. Oh, no, I, th- I think it's a little bit um, more perfectionistic than I ever want to be now. Um, yeah. And I just love that you, I don't know, went home and like freed yourself of that and do what feels right. And just, I don't know, the feeling of playfulness and like mm-hmm. joy feels so much more. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just feels much more playful and joyful, I think. And I'm, I don't know, I have so many questions for you, just even like the way that, you know, different horses need different things or yeah. want different things and the importance of it being fun for us as well, you know, mm-hmm. and not like being a kind of self-punishing, like, I don't know if you ever felt that way, but I think when I, um, at some point in my, uh, like training journey, I got to a point of being like, man, we've really treated horses this terrible way. Like I almost owe it to them and this kind of like mm-hmm. not like I do owe good treatment to horses but I don't know it was like maybe a little bit anti-self yeah you know, oh, okay sense? yeah <laughs> that's like exactly where I got to you know I felt like it was like everything that I was doing was at the cost of myself you know yeah. like oh you don't want to do this today okay no problem you know I really wanted to do it but you don't want to so I'll Like it became, and that's what happened with my mare when I went down just like the pure positive reinforcement path is it was like a one-sided relationship. And when I viewed that with horse and human, I'm like, well, of course it should be like humans have failed horses so many times. Like it has to be that way. But then I'm thinking like, hold on. If I was in that type of relationship with another human, where I only ever did what the human wanted and the other person, you know, and they got to dictate everything, every moment of the day, like people would be telling me that's a pretty (laughs) unhealthy relationship. And so that's when I really got on the path of like, okay, yes, it's what the horse wants. Of course, like I'm not going to steamroll through what you want, but like, it also has to feel good to me. And it has to feel like we're, we're in this together you know? And so when I did things totally traditionally, you know, the natural horsemanship path, it was, you do this, you do everything I tell you to do horse, you know, and it was one sided that direction. And then when I took all of the pressure off, you know, and only did the positive reinforcement with my mare, it was like, well, now it's, one day a week she decides she wants cookies enough that she'll do something with me, but like her heart wasn't in it. And so we had this like disconnect of where it didn't feel good to me. So it could never, it could never feel good to her. And I think she opened my eyes to like one way is never going to work for every horse. Yeah. You know, it's just not (laughs) because they're different, just like humans, Yeah, (laughs) you know? So It was finding ways to say, okay, here's what I want to do and here's what you want to do. And so let's actually find a way to do those things together so that we can both feel like we're, we're fulfilling our purpose, you know, and we can both feel like we're a team and we're working 
together. And so that's what, you know, that's what a lot of people love about my program. And then that's what a lot of people don't like about my program is they'll come to me in a clinic or a lesson. And they're like, okay, just give me a list of what to do. You know, mm-hmm. like a lot of the bigger like online programs or training programs where it's like, okay, step one, it's this step two, it's this. And I look at people, I'm like, I can't (laughs) like, because there's a hundred ways to get from point A to B and your horse gets to decide how we get there. You know, we'll get there as long as, you know, the horse is able and willing, but there's a lot of different ways to do it. And so we're going to meet the horse every day where they are. And we're going to figure out where to go together from there. But you can't just decide this is the way I'm going to do it. Here's steps like one through 10, because then you're going to, at some point you'll, you'll steamroll a horse when they're saying no, you know, or you'll push past a boundary that they're setting, you know, for the sake of subscribing (laughs) to a method. So it's, it's been, fun and challenging <laughs> um, to really, cause it's not just meeting the horse where the horse is like, I have to meet the horse's human where the horse's human is, you know, if they're yeah. not ready to throw all, you know, control to the wind and, and listen to the horse, I have to find a way to get them to that point, you know, where they can really step back and look at the horse and hear the horse being like, Oh my God, please stop and honor that, you know? So yeah. Not just turn them away. Right. Yeah. I can't just, right. You know, as long as they're willing and, and I can feel from them, like from their heart that they're looking for another way, I'll help them get there, you know, and I'll advocate for the horse as much as I can in the process and make sure that they start hearing them. But we have to, the the way the horse world is going (laughs) which is a beautiful thing. You know, people are listening more. People are opening more to the fact that, you know, these horses aren't just tools for what we're trying to do. Like they're, you know, it's your dog. It's like your dog, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, we have, so people are opening to that, but in the beginning when I decided, okay, I'm going to do things, you know, this way, and I'm not going to force the horse to do anything, but, you know, I was so, I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back on it, I was so judgmental of how other people were doing things. I couldn't help because I was looking at them like, Oh my God, how could you do that to your horse? You know, without having like the compassion and the understanding of you don't know there's another way. You know, I believe that most horse people do the best they can, you know, and they do what they know at the time that they know it. And so I've tried to make this as accessible to the widest population of people. You know, it's, you don't, you just come as you are and we'll figure it out from there. You know, you don't have to be ready to never ride your horse. You don't have to be ready to take the halter, you know, just come where you're at and we can figure it out because you can. (laughs) We can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I love everything you said. I feel like there's so much to touch on. Um first thing is like I really feel that swing and I think that I've seen a lot of people go through it. I know I definitely did of you know we we start from a place of 
we're the one-sided on the relationship front. Like we're the ones telling the horse to do everything. We're the ones like, I don't know, kind of being like the toxic friend in a way. And then that swing though to the far end where then um, maybe the relationship becomes one-sided the other way, like you said. Yeah. And I think somewhere in the middle, you know, when the pendulum kind of comes back, like is the sweet spot of like honoring ourselves and honoring the horse. And then that's like a totally, um, a totally doable thing in a relationship and like the healthiest thing. But I think finding that balance is, um, I don't know, it takes like finesse and, and also it's not like, like we said before, like a, something that you can try to just perfect and just get there, you know, and it's going to take like being compassionate with yourself and, and, I don't know. I love everything you just said about um, just like in the beginning, like feeling more judgmental of other equestrians or other mm-hmm. horse people. And man, like this year, I've been thinking about that so hard because like, I don't know, I definitely knew that like when I first started doing like Liberty horsemanship, I was definitely like way more judgmental probably because I was judging myself so hard for like all the years before oh for sure yeah (laughs) I can hear that yeah and then like you know that gets on to other people and but like it comes from a place of judging yourself which is why I really think that like you know giving ourselves the compassion is the is really the key and I don't know I think letting go of that judgment and also just like of the need for perfection like in the moment and like you know because I would judge my old self about like why did you I don't know do the things to horses you did then like I can't believe you did that but also like in any moment I wasn't feeling like perfect at the time you know I'm like I'm in this Mm -hmm. new way of doing horsemanship but I'm not uh, you know you make quote-unquote mistakes or you don't know what to do and I think I would judge that really hard in the beginning too um yeah Yeah, I got paralyzed by perfection so many times. Like, if I didn't feel perfectly centered and grounded on the inside, like, if I didn't sleep well the night before and I was tired, I'd be like, oh, I can't do anything today, you know, because I'm not perfect and I might do something wrong. Or if I was frustrated, you know, because human stuff happens, I'm like, oh, well, I can't go to my horses now because I have to be part, like, Right. The idea of like, I can't bring it to my horse. (laughs) Right. They don't want, you know. And so when I came to terms with the fact that one, you're going to fail your horse, no matter how hard you try not to, you're going to fail your horse because you're a human and we make mistakes and we act out of negative emotions at times. I mean, it's just what we do. And that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Because as long as you acknowledge it, and you right there in the moment or later, whenever you realize it, you know, you acknowledge with your horse, okay, I did this, you know, I'm sorry, I did this, and I'm going to be better next time. That's all you need. Your horse isn't going to hold a grudge against you and be like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Because your energy is pure, you know, you're trying. And so you get to make mistakes. And that's how I describe like what liberty horsemanship is to me like what liberty is to me is it's the freedom to be exactly how you are in every moment and be loved and safe you know and so that has to be for me and for my horse I can show up and be 
tired, you know, and my horse will love and accept me that way. My horse can come in grumpy because it was windy for 12 hours, you know, and I'm going to accept him where he's at, meet him where he's at. And he's safe. You know, if it's a one-year-old filly and she rears up and strikes at my head because she doesn't know anything, you know, she doesn't know better or she's confused in that moment, you know, I have to make a correction, but I love her yeah, and she's safe. So it's giving ourselves and our horses the space and the you know ability to be how we are and be safe you know I ask people like what are the the relationships in your life that feel the best to you like human wise I love and that. people always say oh you know my husband because I can come home from work and be in like the worst mood and he still loves me and it's like that's all you have to do <laughs> I love that. Like, yes. That's amen. <laughs> what, that's what your horse wants is he wants to feel safe and accepted. And he has room to make mistakes without, you know, punishment, without judgment, without saying, oh, my God, like, I hate you today. You're the worst horse. ever." Yeah. And so when I started giving that, because in the beginning, I just gave that to my horse. Like I would tell people like Liberty Horsemanship means that your horse can do whatever they need to do and you will love them and you will guide them through it. And for probably like more than half a year, I always said that, but only in relationship to the horse. Yeah. And then I had this awakening and I was like, hold on. (laughs) Like if I'm going to give my horse that, you know, gift, like I have to give that to myself. Yes. Oh my God. Snaps. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. so, (laughs) So I absolutely Like I tell my clients this, I do this for a living, you know, and I wake up every day with a commitment to honor the horse. And guess what? I mess up. Like I'll get frustrated and, you know, make a correction that's too big. I mean, I'm not perfect. The horses aren't perfect. You know, they're pretty dang close. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I have found time and time again that if I don't punish myself, for doing something wrong, quote unquote, or doing something too big. And I just say, okay, whoa, (laughs) that was too much, you know? And I just vow to myself and my horse next time, like I'll do better. And we're just always striving to be better. It takes so much pressure off of being perfect that you won't get paralyzed of, oh my God, I can't do anything because I can't do it perfectly. You don't have to do anything perfectly. Like I yeah. tell people all the time, horses are supposed to be fun. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I lo- thank you for saying that. <laughs> like people come to my clinics, you know, and they're, they're giving me a list of all the things, you know, their horse does that they don't like. And I'm like, do you like horses? Like, are you enjoying that? Well, no, because I can't do this and this. And it's like getting people to remember, like they're supposed to be fun. If they're not fun, get out of it. You yeah. know, they're too expensive and too time consuming and they require too much of your your soul to be invested in them to not be having fun so yeah and we're allowed to have fun fun. oh my god I love that you're saying that so much right now because I think just even like I think there's going to be some people out there that just need the permission even even like you're allowed to have fun and you should and like I hate should but like no you should you should be having fun Yeah. And not to say that like if you're going through a time where like things aren't fun, that that's like something's wrong, but rather like you're allowed to prioritize fun. 
Yeah. And like see that as a value as well. Amen. I, man, it's so nice and refreshing talking to you. I love this. <laughs> um, I don't, this year for me, like I've been focusing less on, I mean, I like, I came out with like training videos and like that kind of thing and, and that was great. So we have been doing training, but like I've been, the new thing I've been doing is like starting this ranch this past year, like in 2019. And Which looks magical, by the way. Oh, thank you. It, it really, it is. And, but I don't know. I feel like I've almost been recycling through these same lessons again because, mm-hmm. I don't know, letting go of perfectionism in training like is something I definitely had to go through and I did and I feel like way better about it, you know? Like I, I really think that I I make sure that I'm not coming from that place in the way that I once did. <sighs> but I don't know, like speaking of like compassion, like – I didn't realize how many times or places like I had been um, judging other people in the realm of like horse care (laughs) because starting this ranch, you know, it's been so new and I have made mistakes and like, and it's been hard and honestly, like very shame triggering at time. Like I haven't had as much room for me to be imperfect in this realm of like horse care and little things that have like... I don't know, that I I see as, like, mistakes and, like, trying to do better, like, instead of just being that kind of attitude of, like, yeah, okay, I see how this didn't go the way I really, like, I wished it would have, so I'm going to make changes. I've, like, spiraled into shame spirals about it this past Mm -hmm. year. And I don't know, it's really, like, opened my eyes to compassion in another way because how many times, like, have I gone to a barn and thought, like, oh, wow, like, I could really do this better, you know? And not even in, like, a mean way. Like, I don't think I've ever been, like, super mean in my mind about it, but just being like, yeah, like, I could do this better. Like, I know – I think I know better than these people or or something. Like, it could just be really unconscious thoughts. And I don't know. Now I just feel like, who am I to judge anything? Like, I did not know any of it. And, like, I don't feel like I'm being very like eloquent with this right now, but it's just because no, I, I really feel I've been really feeling it this year. And I don't know, just that compassion we need for ourselves, like in all aspects when we're trying something new or when we're doing something that we've been doing for a long time. Like, I don't know. I think it's vital and also vital to keeping it fun. Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think because I opened my own facility up in, in July of last year. So I'm like a little over six months in and I think what we have to keep in mind about you know making judgments or conclusions you know just from like looking at things is horses are so impacted by like the energetic field of people a property etc you know you can I mean it comes back to the perfection piece you know I saw this place that I'm at now before I took it over and I saw the horses here and I felt the horses here, you know, and it didn't feel particularly good, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I had this list of, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to change everything, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, unfortunately you need money uh, to do that, (laughs) like make huge changes to a, to a facility. And so I brought my horses here and then I started bringing client horses here and 
it's essentially the same property. Like I've done some fixing up of things and stuff, but because the energy of me, the energy of my clients that are here, the energy of the horses, because we're all committed to being a certain way, you know, it feels entirely different than it did the first time I saw it when different people were here, when, you know, different horses were here and it was being used in a different way. And so knowing that you can make like a very profound change in your horse's life, in your barn, in a boarding facility, you know, whatever, just by committing to controlling your own emotions and taking responsibility for your energy and your intention in every moment, you can transform yourself, which will then transform your horse, which can then, you know, inspire other people to transform themselves. And we can change the world, you know, just by starting with, with ourselves. So if you give yourself the, the compassion and the permission to change, you know, and, and don't get paralyzed by, oh, well, I'm at a boarding facility with 25 other people and they're all mean to their horse. So I have to be, you know, a certain way, because if I'm not, they're going to judge me or there's no point because all the other, you know, just focus on controlling yourself. You know, this isn't about controlling the horse. It's not about controlling other people. Like your only responsibility in every moment is to do the absolute best you can for yourself and for your horse. And the rest, I am, I am learning very quickly. (laughs) The rest, like it falls into place. You just have to trust that it's going to, yeah, it's going to work, you know? And if we, as a horse community could just stop judging everything. I, oh my God, I feel that sentiment so much. (laughs) Like judging everything and judging everyone and judging how, you know, she does things with her horse and her horse looks like this, like just obviously there's extremes. Okay. If you see something horrible happening, you can do something (laughs) about that. But if the horse's, you know, needs are being met and the horse is well fed and has water and a safe place to live, you know, just take a step back, have some compassion and figure out how you can, you know, just control yourself. (laughs) Just control yourself. (laughs) Because if you can be compassionate and kind and patient, you know, people will want to follow you. And horses will want to follow you. But if you're constantly trying to be loud, um, you're letting your ego take over (laughs) that dang thing. (laughs) Um, You know, you become not only unreliable to other people, but you become unreliable to your horse because he doesn't know if one day you're going to be loud or if you're going to be quiet. So, you know, I really preach a lot of mindfulness (laughs) to people Mm -hmm. that want to work for me because, or work for me, work with me because it's not, you can't bring your horse to me and say, okay, fix him. Look, he does all this stuff, like fix him. Like you have to fix yourself. Okay. Well, speaking of imperfection, wow, my computer just like decided to update basically in the middle of our recording. (laughs) I love when that happens. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm going to be compassionate about it. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) About uh, with myself. But um, I really did love everything you're saying. And 
I, I don't know. I think that I'm feeling that so strongly, the feeling that we just, we need to stop judging each other, you know, like yeah, so much. And even, I don't know, I was thinking about you were saying like, you know, when we are at a barn and we feel like maybe other people aren't treating the horses we want the way we want to treat horses. And that can be such like a hard situation to stick to how you feel. And like, I don't know, I just also want to extend compassion and understanding that like if sometimes we get swept up in other people's energy or by our own emotion, like that is also like totally understandable. And yeah, you're still, you're still doing great. Like, yeah, it just really made me think about that. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a hard enough world Yeah, <laughs> to live in without uh, worrying about, you know, controlling everybody else and making sure everyone else is doing things the way you want them to be done, you know, just, just, uh, you know, be who you are, (laughs) let the rest follow. (laughs) And, you know, like we talked about too, like there is no one right way. So to think, I mean, even like in ourselves, like I think about like what I, what used to be really true for me, like changes you know, so what was the right way for me like three years ago is different than what it is now. So it just shows me like how fluid, you know, we can follow like our own truth. And I think that's like yeah. following our intuition. But there isn't like one truth of what is the right way to be with horses or the right way to right. be with anything. And I think that has helped me a lot too, just knowing that, um, you know, I might think this is the way to do things, but that doesn't inherently mean that it is the way to do things, even if it feels right. good for me. You know, it might be like, I think intuition is really important to me. And I think that following what feels right to me, you know, like feels like a very like clear path when I'm touched in with my intuition. But yeah, it doesn't mean that that's the same for everyone or that they should be on the same path. Right. Yeah, no, and and I think that's where that's going to I think that will always be the trickiest you know, lesson for people is like I know for me it was very very hard to come to like not grips with the fact but like realize that I had to find what felt right to me, you know, because that it's hard. It's much easier to just have someone say, do this, do this, do this, and, you know, blindly follow it. But I knew for me and for the journey that I had chosen to, to take with horses, like I knew, I just, some part of me knew that I was going to have to develop my own way because there were things about everything you know, that I had heard and that I had found that didn't feel right to me. And I think that's, that's why I've tried to develop my program the way my, my programs develop, because I want people that are like at a loss and they don't know, you know, where to go or what to do to have somewhere to go where it's not, you know, all written in stone already. It's not already decided that your horse is going to do 
you know, this list of five things. It's really come and let's help you, you know, find the way that feels good to you. And if that means that, you know, somebody's with me for six months and then they decide to go somewhere else, for me, I'd rather be able to influence and be a part of their journey when it feels right for them and then have them, you know, move on versus have a list of people or a big group of clientele that's like here, but would rather be somewhere, <laughs> somewhere yeah. else. And, and that's kind of the, the grace that I've given myself too and my horses is whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen, you know? And so I think last year was the, the biggest year for me where I learned how to like stop resisting because I'd spent so many years and not just with horses, but like my life in general, <laughs> resisting what was happening and constantly trying to, you know, change the weather, like something as simple as the weather. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's snowing. I don't want it to be snow, <laughs> you know, or, Oh, it's cold. Like this is horrible. So when I realized how much energy I was spending, resisting what was happening, you know, suddenly it was very clear to me why I had been stuck because I wasn't using any energy to, you know, move forward and to create things because all of my energy was resisting everything <laughs> that was happening. So I think if we can stop resisting the horse, you know, stop resisting yourself and just trust that you'll find the right thing and, it, and it's going to be different than your best friend's right thing and your neighbor's right thing thing you know but if we just give ourselves the permission <laughs> to go exploring and to make mistakes and to just believe that you'll find it and then life gets pretty fun you know because <laughs> you not just with horses but you just realize that you don't have to stress about you know making things happen because if you're you know, I believe in the law of attraction and, and manifesting and all of that. It's like if you just walk the walk and and put out there what you want and and spend your energy and your time creating those things instead of, you know, trying to make everything happen exactly how you think it's supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and that's what's been fun for me because. I've gotten to see and hear from, from people that I've been working with for a long time now. It's like, they'll come to me and they'll say, Oh my gosh, this didn't just change the way I am with my horse. Like this changed how I respond to life, you know, because the, mm -hmm. the lessons that their horses are teaching them in sessions with me, like apply directly to a difficult coworker, you know, yeah, <laughs> or to like sitting in traffic. So it's really fulfilling to be able to, to show people not just a way to like enjoy your horse more, but like just enjoy your life. Yeah. It's really pretty when you look at it. <laughs> I love your focus on that. You know what I also, so, oh, sorry not to cut you off. Did you? No, no, no. It's fine. I love what you said about like, what did you say? You said, um, giving the grace to yourself. Cause I, yeah. I think about, 
Oh no, I think I see, I definitely felt this myself, and I think I see it in the horse world a lot. Where you're a trainer, and you kind of feel this pressure that your way has to keep mm. people there. That like if people yeah. have to move on, or people like, um, you know, are finding what feels right to them, and maybe like you were a part of their journey, but then they're you know going to go seek more. That that is somehow means that your thing wasn't enough or what you had to offer right. wasn't enough. And man, I've, I've felt that pressure and like thought about, and I don't know, I feel like so many trainers out there, like it's the reason why I think it's like the one method, you know, and like having mm-hmm. to convince the world that like your one method is the right one uh, to be legitimate when like, I think you can be just as legitimate, uh, like completely. And also like, it's okay if people like move on and it doesn't mean like they're moving on because, you know, there's a step that's greater than yours, but like everyone needs to find their own thing and it's not going to all lead to the same place. And I don't know, I feel like for me, that was a big relief. And like you said, like giving that grace to yourself of like, I don't have to be the one answer for everyone. Right. And I don't even have to that's be the one That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think I see that a lot of like, and also it's like this competition between trainers too, that like, if your method doesn't work for a method, you know, whatever that is, like, but if right. it's not working for every horse and every human, that it means that like, it's not good. And that's just like, right. not making space for intuition and fun. And I really also love your focus on fun. So before we I don't know, kind of wrap up because I think we've actually been mm-hmm. talking for about an hour and I've had such a good time. I always feel like I could go on and on and on. Um, we can always do a part two if we need to. Yes, we can definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really inspired to ask you, how do you keep it fun? Like, yeah, just like what, how do you yeah, keep totally. it playful and fun with your horses or like with the clients? Like, what yeah. does that look like? So for me, it's, it's actually probably more simple than than it seems so before I do anything you know I just I create a friendship with the horse I create a relationship with the horse it's not based on doing things being things etc I just take time to get to know them you know like I want to know you know, what their ears look like when they're happy. Cause it's different for, I mean, horse language is the same, but it's different for everyone, yeah. for every horse. You know, I want to know all these things about them, what they smell like, you know, what their favorite thing to eat is. I want to know all of this because then I really feel like I'm the horse's friend. And so then when it comes time to start doing things together, you know, when it comes time for them to enter, you know, the training phase, where I'm teaching them to be ridden, and I'm teaching that whatever it is, it's just like I'm doing things with my friend. And so then it's fun <laughs> yeah. because I don't have the pressure of making sure that, you know, in 30 days they're doing this list of things. Cause I won't take horses under that, you know, instruction. Um, I'm not worried about making sure that, that they're, obedient or anything like that I'm just the only thing I'm doing is I'm with my friend and I'm figuring out what we can do together and so when I created that same type of 
of ideology in my human clients, you know, they start viewing the horse the same way. And so then when you have a rough day, because we're all going to have rough days, you know, the horse comes out a little differently or the wind is really bad or they've been like locked up on stall rest because they cut their, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. When we have a rough day, the, the opinion of the horse and the opinion of the human is so good because we're friends that we can survive <laughs> the rough days. Yeah. And, and we can, you know, I, I will do things to stress the horse, you know, I'll add extra pressure one day because life for a domestic horse is going to be stressful at times, you know, no matter what you're doing, you're going to ask them to do things that aren't entirely natural to them. So I'll stress them and I'll teach them through that process that as long as I'm there, it's okay. You know, if you're stressed or you're scared of something and you just look at me, I'm your friend and we'll be okay. And so mm, yeah, changing the, the way we view training, you know, in my program, it's not so much about what can we get the horse to do. It's, it's what can we do together where we both feel good. And so when you come from that, when you come from that place, like everything's pretty fun. And then there's always going to be days that aren't, you know, so fun, but overall the opinion of each other is so beautiful and good that it's just, you know, like if you have your friend has a bad day and is a little grumpy, you know, you don't, (laughs) you don't worry about that. You just say, Oh, he's a little grumpy today. (laughs) So it's just giving yourself and, or, I mean, it comes back to my concept of like what Liberty is to me and it's giving your horse or yourself permission to have an off day. And as long as the majority of your time together feels good and is fun, you can afford to have some bad days. So I love that. That's kind of what is, and of course I teach tricks and, you know, run around and, and do like actually, you know, what would appear as fun to anybody. Wow. That's so fun. You know, I still, I do that of course, but before I'll do any of that, I just want to be friends. <laughs> I I love that. I also love what you said about like the bad days, you know, because to me, like a healthy human human relationship is one where you have laid a foundation of trust and fun and enjoyment of each other that when there's like difficult conversations, you know, you're stable and that it's not Absolutely. going to break your relationship. And that's yeah. like important that for an intimate relationship, that has to be the case. Like, Right. And so I love that with horses too, that, that same idea of intimacy and that it doesn't mean that things are perfect all the time or that there's no conflict or that there's no, yeah, that just, there's not moods involved. It just, absolutely. I mean, we're humans and we're trying to interact with 1200 pound animals, you know, so there's going to be conflict. We don't speak the same language. There's going to be some moods. Yeah, there's going to be stuff and you're, and you're very emotionally invested in this animal, you know? So of course it's easy for an outside person to be like, Oh, he's just having a bad day. You know, I can tell my clients all the time. It's just an off day. Like it's fine. You know, but then I pull my horse out and we have a bad day and I'm like, Oh my God, she hates me. (laughs) So, so I have to work just as much at 
reminding myself like no like we're safe it's okay yeah the relationship <laughs> we're just is having safe. an off day yeah it's like so a it's good just, enough container for that right yeah we just we just do we do what we can every day that we try and some days are of course going to be magical and perfect and amazing and then there's going to be days where it's not so pretty you know and I think that's what's hard with like the the equestrian social media world mm-hmm. <laughs> right now is all we see is this like perfection yeah. you know and part of that's because we're worried of posting things that aren't perfect because the internet trolls will get you you know but also it's you know it comes back to the perfection thing we think you know, if we're not perfect, the ego tells us that we're failures, that we're not good enough, that we're not all these things. And so there's these, you know, young girls that are following all of us professionals and we're posting all this stuff and they're like, oh my God, I can't do that. Like, she's so perfect. Yeah. And so it's fun, you know, when people come to my clinics and stuff, like they get to see what it looks like if I push too far or if I ask for something when the time's not right. And I want people to see that because what they realize, realize in that moment is I can miss, you know, a cue from the horse and I can ask at the wrong time or I can ask too much and the horse will tell me no, you know, and maybe I miss the no and they say no again. And then I hear it and I take a step back and immediately the horse is like, okay, thanks. (laughs) You know, so we can be, imperfect and we can be human and it's okay man thank you for saying all of that I just (laughs) I know so many of us need to hear that so thank you thank you for saying that yeah and it's good because I can listen to it back in a week when I forget yeah I know and we're in the thick of our own imperfection yeah Wow. I, I really like, I've had such a good time talking to you and I can't Me wait too. to put this out. <laughs> um, Yay! <laughs> do you want to share where people can find you? Cause I think I, I want people to like look you up and go to your clinics and yes. I know you're so great. Absolutely. Share everything. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if you are in Colorado or a surrounding state and you want to travel for a clinic, um, the best place to stay up to date on my clinic schedule is my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash harmonized horsemanship um and then everything else you want to find about me you can find on my website which is harmonizedhorsemanship.com i do have like an online subscription program for people if they can't afford clinics or they can't make it to them Um, i have an online program that helps kind of coach people through through my program i mean as best as we can since it it varies per horse um and then I'm on Instagram, and my handle is live at liberty. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, it's Thank been you. so wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been, it's just been such a joy, such a change to my morning, too. <laughs> Good. Me, too. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please go check out Jess, and I'll see you guys next week with a new episode.